1940, in Vichy, France, when the Rebbe and the Rebetzin found themselves under Nazi occupation. As we know that Vichy was the uh, seat of the Nazi puppet government of France. The Rebbe lived there with the Rebetzin in extreme danger, obviously. And uh, the, the Rebbe wrote Divre Tered, or essays in the Rishimis, that the Rebbe wrote under this, under these horrible circumstances, which in itself is remarkable to be able to have the presence of mind and the clarity of mind to write such deep divretera when the danger was lurking everywhere. is in itself a, a, an incredible thing, but it's also that what the Rebbe wrote about. And you could see how the, the depth of Torah was um, written through the lens of the things that were happening at the time. So the Rebbe wrote about Shabbos Nachamu in Vichy, on the Nazi occupation. He wrote about the famous Medrash. But he wrote about the famous Medrash in a way which we don't find in the Sikhs. The Rebbe spoke about it later in the Sikhs, but this is very unique. Very much has the the stamp of of the of the times that he lived in. So the Medrash says that it says Nachmu Nachmu Ami that Hashem says to the Nevi'im, go comfort and comfort my people twice, comfort them. And the Medrash says Chota Bikiflaim, the Jews sinned twice, like in a double, they committed a double sin, a double evil. And Luxa became flying. Therefore, they were struck double. Right? That the punishment was a double punishment. And therefore, when it came to comforting them and the consolation, it was also double, twice. Nachamu, Nachamu. Now, there is a secret of the Rebbe that the Rebbe spoke about this, the meaning of this. But there in Vichy, in, in 1940, the Rebbe took a very unique approach to this Medrash. Very much as I said, colored by the, the circumstances that he lived under, reflecting in a very deep way on what the response of a Jew should be under such trying and challenging circumstances. And he says that like this, he says, first of all, every neshama is a shliach of Hashem, to change the world, to make the world a good place, a And if a Jew doesn't fulfill that, then he's betraying his shlichas. And the Rabbi uses the term of halacha, that if somebody makes an agent, sends a shliach to buy a piece of property for him, and he gives them certain instructions on what to buy and how to buy it and where to buy it, if the shliach misses one of the details of the instructions, he does everything right except for one nuance, one detail was not done in accordance with the instructions, he's no longer a shliach, and the entire transaction on behalf of the sender is invalid, is, is meaningless. Because as the Gemara says, the sender will say, I sent you to, 
to fix things, to do things in accordance to my will, but you didn't. So you, you, at the time when you executed the transaction, you didn't represent me because the transaction did not meet all my instructions. Same thing with a Jew who comes into the world, he's sent on a shlichus. If you don't fulfill your shlichus on earth to take this mundane world and elevate it to Kedushim, through our avoided, then, then we're, 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 we're betraying the shlichus. So that's a chet in itself. That's a sin, that you're not doing what you're supposed to do. But there's a double sin. Double doesn't mean that you're committing twice the same sin. It means that the sin in nature, in quality, has a double dimension to it. Not only is the Jew not fulfilling his shlichus, but he's moreover, he's taking the very world that Hashem entrusted to him, he entrusted it to a person's heart, and he corrupts it. He uses it for his own corrupt ends. And that is a much bigger evil, because you, you're not only not elevating it, you're bringing it down. That's called chata b'kiflaim, a double evil. And the response of Hashem to that is, is loksa b'kiflaim. What is loksa b'kiflaim? And the Rebbe here, very much you can see, is um, reflects on the horrible uh, conditions that the Jews were living in in Europe at the time. It says, it's one thing when Hashem inflicts suffering on a person because they did something wrong. That it can make sense. A person can cope with this because you understand that Yesurim suffering cleanses the person. So you did something wrong. You need Yesurim to to fix and to rectify the evil that was done. But then sometimes brings a punishment that makes no sense at all. He empowers evil in such a way that not only is it inflicting suffering on the person, but but it's preventing it, the Jew from doing mitzvahs. It's not only bringing pain and suffering, but it's also restricting the ability of a year to do the good things from now on. That doesn't make sense. Why would Hashem do that? Ultimately, every uh, punishment is meant for good. It has a kind has a kind uh, a purpose. It's meant to do something good for the person, to cleanse him, but to go and empower a Nazi regime. The Rebbe doesn't use the Nazis by name, but it's obvious the Rebbe was referring to that situation where, where Yid could not do his Torah mitzvahs anymore. Right? The Rebbe uses the Gemara. The Gemara says that anybody who's metameh, who engages in unclean acts, that from heaven, the end to his uh, inability to do good, and he ends up corrupting his way even more. So they're assisting a force of evil to get a Jew to do even more evil. Now that doesn't make sense. That is it's a double punishment. And that's Lemaile Menasechle. And the Rebbe says everything that happens is Latoiva. It's for the benefit of a person. So even such an evil that makes no sense is meant as an Isoyan. That's a test. That's a true test. Because it tests and challenges the whole understanding of the Jew of the situation. He can't even cope with it, he can't even make sense of it. 
what's the purpose of it? Suffering you can make sense of, but this doesn't make sense. That Hashem would be behind such an evil force that would go against Hashem's will. He says, that's the Luxa Bekiflaim. So then comes Nechama Bekiflaim. What does that mean? The Nechama is the extension of the test. A Jewish face is such a horrible test that all the circumstances in his life go against everything he understood to be right. And it seems that Hashem is on the side of evil. And nevertheless, he stands firm in those terrorists with mysterious nefesh, despite the odds. Says that mysterious nefesh that a Jew shows under such horrible nisyanis, challenges and trials, brings nechama bekeflaim. That means that the reward is also beyond measure. When a Jew is forced to show his devotion that is beyond the limitations of his own seichel, even his seichel of Kedusha cannot make sense of it, and he shows Mr. Snevers despite of those limitations, then the reward is Nechama Bekeflaim, that you see a Nechama which is limitless, right? <clears throat> Normally when a person shows devotion to Hashem, the reward is commensurate to the Aveda. The Aveda of a human being is al and it's limited, so the reward is also limited. But here, what is demanded of a Yid, what a Yid is being asked to do, is something that defies every level, even the most sublime level of logic of his nefesh kiss doesn't make sense. That's going beyond any limitations, so the reward is also kiflaim. That not only is there a reward, but it's a reward that's kiflaim, it's double, it's limitless.